0: This is William Fenney, I'm speaking with Al Camp, and we're here again this week to talk about COVID words. Um, in The Prosperos we use words as a device for breaking through appearances and getting to an understanding of the reality of being, uh, the reality of being, being uh, boundless and using words to break through that and to uh, break through appearances Uh, to get to our understanding of the truth.
1: Yeah. Ultimately, the idea is a shift in our consciousness. And, of course, uh, if we can make this shift in our consciousness using words, the windows to our meanings, then uh, we can experience a different kind of world because our consciousness is basically the reality that we're experiencing right now. So we'll be doing this uh, in consciousness, in the abstract, so to speak, because that's the way we are able to peek into or clean off and look through those windows into the meanings that come with them for our, for our particular consciousness and try to affect some sort of unpredictable change, some sort of metanoia, something that will bring us suddenly to a new viewpoint and as a result a new experience of reality and what it means to us. and. That we know and scientists know makes all the difference.
0: Okay, so our word, um, we have two words we're looking at right now this week, um, and uh, we're going to talk about the words. Just in a conversation, Al and I are just going to talk about these words and see if we can get to some kind of abstract meaning or insight behind the um, the very materialistic words that we're going to be using.
1: The first word is infect. Certainly um, prominently in use by one person or the other during this time. Something that's all in the forefront of our mind. Infect, a word Mm -hmm. that uh, comes from uh, an older English version, finally Latin of infacere, To do in, which is loosely translated to put or dip into or to stain or to tinge Mm. in terms of a little bit of the history behind the words. So so infect is to, uh, in the case of um, disease, a disease-producing organism, is to to infect is to cause that disease to be affecting another person by coming into contact with one kind or another.
0: Yeah. Well, the first thing that strikes me when you t- describe it from the uh, the definition is um like if you if you had a a clean linen shirt um uh-huh. and you uh uh had a blue ink fountain pen and the blue ink fountain pen ink got loose it would be infecting the white linen shirt. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think it carries with it. Uh, uh, to me, it carries with it the this Christian baggage along with it, right? That the that that um, that that um, something good can be inf- inf- infected with something evil.
1: Right, right. Uh, since we kind of obviously, there's a, as you as you mentioned, there's a material dimensional aspect of each of these words that we we deal with one way or the other. And in that regard, there are some applications where something good could infect something not so good, such as he had an an infectious laughter. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of rubs off on you. (laughs) Or as you you say, something evil can infect something good, which is, yeah, carries all kinds of religious connotations where... Evil can rub off onto you through infection. So in either case, contact is involved. Mm -hmm. So the implication here is that uh, that which is evil is contained in one place and then is stained or bled into another place thereby making it more evil or diseased in some way or shape. So yeah. there's a separ- separation that is presumed when an infection takes place.
0: Yeah, and as you say, that there is this contact, and that's like the key factor. Right. At some point, these things have to be one. Yeah, there's a connection. And so in this instance, like with all the stuff we're dealing with, with the pandemic— um, then contact becomes, you know, something that's so important to life becomes uh, something that's uh, potentially toxic and dangerous.
1: Right. But you're right. It's, contact is very important to life because you, nothing lives in total, complete isolation. The more you look around at nature, and including whether it's a, during a pandemic or just being out of nature, walking around, the more you study it, you realize that. It's connected everywhere, all over the place. Yeah, you know, contact is essential to life.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, the idea here is that contact is essential to life. Contact can, at the same time, be an avenue for the disruption of life.
0: Yeah, and the transmission of something that is threatening. Right. Threatening.
1: Threatening to what? Contact is essential to life. It's literally the reason life can be what it is, thriving and carrying on. So it makes the word contact as being carrying a threatening device is sort of working at sort of odd ends here contact where we're all connected in many different ways essential to life and yet contact if we're operating from the point of view of the physical and dimensional is involves separation so the contact can bring something that's not in a place to it and perhaps threaten it
0: so all of this separation all these different little pieces uh, connecting or not connecting or uh, uh, connecting with uh, trepidation. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. So The idea then that uh, to stop all contact would be literally to stop life. Indeed. So the idea of, I um, might say you've heard this phrase very often, we're all in this thing together, that the reason we're all in this thing together is that our contact is essential to us being alive. So there's there's a connection. That that oneness, that interdependence, whatever way you want to call it, it's it comes out of a a common fundamental need to understand the identity of ourselves all together because that is essential for life. You know, just
0: as an example, it's it's really made obvious these days because it's. I don't think. For me, anyway, um, it it was never really clear to me how much I depended upon the, the activities of other people to survive the way, or to not just to survive, but to have the kind of life that I want.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's all kinds of interplay going on between us and the people around us, which literally makes us one, one moving, living, breathing kind of one contact. Right, like like a like an like an organism. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: So now we get to a sense of life that's larger than individual parts. It's uh, transcendent of just one particular piece.
1: Yes. It's transcendent, and it doesn't separate itself from one particular piece. One particular piece is that life expressing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and the life in general, the body of life that you talk about that transcends is expressing. In that body of life stepping back from it a little bit instead of looking at a, a piece of life but looking at life in general there's something that, that where we are single that our minds can't get around a reality as it were that is life and that is all life and it includes the individual expressions of life and is even under and back of an expression that seems to be a threatening experience but we can't prevail in life by only taking part of it forward with us we have to take all of it and include everybody in it because essential to any life is the contact we've been talking about and I think that point of contact is what is a place where since we're working with words here what is a place where all minds must agree on life
0: so it's very interesting to me that um, uh, Krista Tippett when she when she expanded her uh, her radio program it used to be a radio program called Speaking of faith uh-huh. and when she really made it her own she called it on being on being on being and I think that really speaks to the to what you're saying Al I mean it's like yeah you can't get around being in terms of what life is it is that <laughs> or right. or or that and that which is not that is not so. So life is uh, the beingness of, of anything.
1: Right. No, there being no place that being is not. I mean, any place that the aspect of being is being unrestrictedly everywhere all at the same time, which is a little different than faith because faith is where you still may have some, you're sort of admitting a limited grasp of a concept and throwing the balance of its responsibility out to something else, maybe a faith in God or a faith in another person or faith in science a drug or science yeah but when she switched on being she switched to a place where that's provable to yourself because you can't get around being your your grasp of it is perfect whenever you use whenever you say i Mm -hmm. being is expressing and there's no place that being is not so being is everywhere present which means that which takes us now to a different level which is the abstract level of not physical or material, because there's no limit to beingness. And beingness, I think, is what we're looking at here. And when you get to that level, then the word
0: infection doesn't really really connect to one physical thing with another, but it has to do with a, a state of mind or a state of being uh-huh. uh, that is in itself illusory, because uh, the uh, reality of that which is all being you know, precludes some other thing that's going to change it one way or the other.
1: Yes. The idea of in, infect, which is to tinge or stain something, operating from a physical identity, there may be blue ink pens or there may be vaccines having these different effects on opposite parts of yourself, but under and back of that is an identity that's inescapable of beingness, which can only express itself and can only express totally. So it can only really, you might say, infect itself with its own realization of totalness, of oneness. And that means limitlessness. And, of course, that means wholeness in terms of the kinds of words that you associate with beingness or that point around which your mind cannot get and which is essential to whatever thing you call in life, beingness is essential to it. So the... uh...
0: What you're, what I'm hearing you talk about is, is uh, totalness, as being intrinsic, and I think that it's just important to say, to explain clearly that uh, once you understand beingness, or the, or the, the, the uh, what life is as being, then, and you know that that's, that's all there is, and, uh, and once you get to that point, then there, all the limits are gone because uh, that which is all there is cannot be confined. It's boundless, it's infinite and unending and all that stuff. And so um, just
1: tack that on to what you just said. Right, right. That which is all there is, beginning with endless so timelessly now, that which is all there is never experiences anything we would think would be external coming in to disrupt that. For all there is is the wholeness that is... Continuously sound, integrity, mm-hmm. health, in the abstract sense of health, soundness. So in that sense, then, the idea
0: of infectious is uh, simply a statement of, uh, I mean, if we just shift it around a little bit, it's a statement of something that's at a constant level. It's not that there's more or less infection. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the whole I'm idea of infection by itself is, in terms of the materialist side of it, is bogus. What we're left with is a sense that the entire universe is filled with with life. And this life is, um, <laughs> I, I guess it's infectious in the sense that anything that exists um, cannot be separated from that.
1: Exactly. So you experience the infectious wholeness (laughs) of life. So the idea in this then is to, as we've said, to take each of the words we're kicking back and forth here and getting into a process with them allows us to take different connotations of of the word back into our consciousness, which can result in most interesting kinds of breakthrough infectious wholeness, which we have seen evidence of, certainly even in the material world with the infectious oneness of people working together the way they, they work together and human beings doing about the best thing that human beings could do with each other in light of helping each other during this time, which is something that is a, is a corrective. It is an answering experience. The material, physical, threatening aspect of the word infect is something that requires demands an answering experience. And an answering experience is the infectious wholeness of beingness, life, all there is, which means all there is to me or all there is to you or or all there is finally to even uh, a mistaken identity of it, a coronavirus. Now, often when we talk about these words, we get ourselves into rather surprisingly sort of gut-twisting positions because we're trying to change our consciousness and it's not always comfortable. And it doesn't mean not to do the practical thing in terms of where you find yourself in life. But one can't say how much one's awareness has a play in what one is experiencing every day. And shifting that awareness based on the idea of an undeniable, inescapable principle may result in some very interesting mutations. It certainly has a lot to do with eliminating the fear involved. Just our little discussion here has changed the way I feel about the word fear.
0: Yeah, me too. I hope we have at least provided a little bit of um, insight into shifting the context of a word, and we're going to continue to do this as uh, we carry on with this this project.
1: Looking forward to it, William.